0: Hey guys, Ben Kissel here to remind you about our move to Spotify. This show, along with all your other LPN favorites, is going exclusive to Spotify on Valentine's Day 2020. That means you'll only be able to listen to this episode, future episodes, and our entire back catalog of shows over on Spotify starting on February 14th. If you haven't tried Spotify, it's free and easy to download and use on any device, no credit card needed. Just download the app, search your favorite LPN shows on Spotify and listen to all our episodes like you normally would. No matter what kind of account you choose, you can always download for offline listening for free. This show and all your favorite music in one place. What are you waiting for? Listen to the last podcast network free on Spotify. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? If I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat Hosted by Ben Kissel
1: Boom, we can't get fooled again Hey, what's
0: up everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here Hanging out with Travis Morningstar
1: Now, I understand you were hanging out with Doctor Oz. I was hanging out
0: with Doctor Oz. I pulled the curtain back. I saw the maestro of society with my own
1: two eyes. And my God, he gave you the antivirus to the coronavirus, right? It, it, it w- is technically which... a lime. Oh, okay, I thought. Yeah, it was, yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> it's the it's the corona. Every time a coronavirus hits, a coronavirus gets its lime.
1: I thought I thought maybe it would be Bud Light would be the no. antivirus to the coronavirus. <laughs> no,
0: not the Bud Light virus. <laughs> but thank you for the Bud Light reference because as of today, I am 31 days. I completed dry January, yeah. which was a big thing for me. I have not not drunk this much since I was 12 years old. And I was able to do it with the help of some weed edibles and a little bit of weed vape. But thank you all so much for your support throughout this amazing journey, which is mostly me sitting on the couch watching old wrestling pay-per-views. But nonetheless, it was a journey. So thank you all for your support. And if you participated in a Dry January, congratulations. At midnight today, Friday, you can crack open you, whatever beer you want.
1: You and- may resume your problem drinking.
0: <laughs> Okay, well speaking of speaking of problems, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. We're going to talk about the impeachment trial. It continues, but for how long? We're going to talk about the US Canada Mexico trade deal. We're going to talk a little bit about what's going on when it comes to Michael Bloomberg. Speaking of Dr. Oz, Dr. Oz loves Michael Bloomberg. <laughs> Bloomberg is Oz's go-to guy, Mehmet Oz. And Michael Bloomberg, they are tighter, uh, tighter than a a Mormon's belt. I don't know what Mormons do with their belts. Perhaps they wear them very tight. I asked Dr. Oz who he liked in the green room of Yahoo Finance, and he said he couldn't get enough of the old Bloomberg.
1: Well, you know who else couldn't get enough of the old Bloomberg? Dogs. Did you see? Oh my god! <laughs> Did you god. see Bloomberg's dog? He he created a mess for himself by trying to. Rip a dog's head in half? No, and he it,
0: he was shaking the dog's he, well, he, snout because that's wa- the hand of the dog. Yeah, he was
1: wagging the dog, and uh, it it looked pretty. It looked pretty interesting. Yes. Uh, but then he had his he had a rebuttal to his own gaffe where he shook the dog's snout, mm-hmm. and it was a minute long ad where he uh, where dogs endorsed Michael Bloomberg. Did you see this? I did not see. I'm going to play that. you the audio.
0: Please do because
1: it is. Remarkable.
0: He's back in a big way. Yes, uh, for those that have not seen Michael Bloomberg, shake the snout of a dog. It's a must-see. Mike Bloomberg is the man to lead us. He will create more jobs. Okay, Most those know. are dogs that room, are talking. That Trust me, Mike will get it done.
1: Yeah. Get it yes, done. Yes.
0: Mike will get it done. That, of course, is the worst catchphrase in the history of presidential politics. So those are dogs for yeah bloomberg and th- i thought it was just the illegals the democrats wanted voting and now it's dogs I've, unbelievable i can't wait to listen to hannity talking <laughs> about that at some point
1: i really have to believe that there is like a carbon dio- a carbon dioxide leak in the campaign headquarters for michael bloomberg well maybe it's uh maybe he paints the walls with all of the same paint that's been used on the
0: new york city public schools which would mean that that paint is full of lead and perhaps. perhaps. Perhaps it's gone to his brain, and because of that ailment, he has forgotten how to pet a dog. That could be it. That could be it, yeah. Of course, Bloomberg uh, is now going to officially be in the Democratic debate. They have
1: changed the rules. The DNC, this is how desperate it it would appear that the DNC is. They have changed the rules after... After Castro, Yang, and Booker were disqualified from debates, the rules have now been changed by the DNC to allow Bloomberg on the debate stage in the coming debates. Are you telling me
0: a billionaire lives in a different world than we do who has the ability to then put himself in any stage that he wants to go simply because he has all the money in the world?
1: Well, I mean, it looks like Bloomberg is the backup Biden for for the DNC because Mm -hmm. the DNC would love— biden to win i think the nomination i
0: think that seems to be in
1: play without a doubt the truth but but biden is as of late appearing to act like a malfunctioning Chuck E. cheese robot he's he's one he's one finger death punching every single man in in iowa right now that's cool have you seen those have those those videos where he's shoving people who are asking him about his policies and telling people to vote for somebody else Biden is on a (laughs) warpath.
0: Well, that is the kind of leader we need. A leader who isn't afraid to go on a warpath. We're also going to talk about Elizabeth Warren. The hits keep on coming for her and from her campaign. Now she has a plan to deal with lies on the Internet. The government dealing with lies on the Internet. Uh, This stems from the Communications Decency Act. She wants to expand section 230. We're going to get into what section 230 is, how it's already been used when it comes to policies that passed, laws that passed, bills that passed, such as SESTA-FOSTA. That was an expansion of section 230. So we'll explain what that section means in the context of the Communications Decency Act. But before we get to any of that, let's talk impeachment. It's obviously Somewhere in the minds of the American people, if you talk to any politician that's out running for president, that's out in places like Iowa, New Hampshire, all over the country, no one seems to be bringing up impeachment. You know my personal thoughts on this show. I believe it was a miscalculation from the Democratic Party to push for impeachment. Ruth Bader Ginsburg might actually agree with me. I'll read some quotes from what she said. But it seems as if the trial of the week, is it's, it the trial of the minute? It's certainly not the trial of the century the way that people want to make it out to be. But the trial may be coming to an end because Mitch McConnell was yeah. able to wrangle, wrestle the votes, and it looks like there will be a no when it comes to witnesses testifying in front of the Senate, and that no will be 51 to 49 because Lisa Murkowski made famous in the Kavanaugh hearing, of course, voting not to allow Kavanaugh in the Supreme Court has said yes to not allowing uh, witnesses yes. at the Senate trial.
1: The only two Republicans who would allow witnesses being uh, Romney and Collins.
0: And Susan Collins, perhaps Susan Collins speaking with Murkowski and being like, yo, I took the head on Kavanaugh. Can you just say
1: no to witnesses on this place? But as of as of Friday night, as of right now, I. Um, all the skits and all the bits are over. Mm-hmm. It's now, it's now the part of SNL where everyone's saying, waving to the camera and the the band is playing, but right. it's like that for several days that just yes. that portion of, of SNL. And you know, it's a cover
0: band of Huey Lewis in the news. Exactly. It's not nearly as good of music as what they might play at the end of Saturday night live. This is what Lisa Murkowski had to say. Again, she is a Senator, out of Alaska. Alaska is going for Trump. Politically, this is definitely the right move. Susan Collins, of course, coming out of Maine. Maine is not Trump town. It's not Trumpville. It's not nearly as Trumpian as a place like Alaska. Susan Collins, of course, still reeling from the yes vote on Kavanaugh, a very divisive vote that may hurt her politically. So perhaps she's trying to save some skin When it comes to the no vote on witnesses, Lisa Murkowski had this to say regarding her no vote. She says, quote, I worked for a fair, honest and transparent process modeled after the Clinton trial to provide ample time for both sides to present their cases, ask thoughtful questions and determine whether we need more. The House chose to send articles of impeachment that are rushed and flawed, and I carefully considered the need for additional witnesses and documents to cure the shortcomings of its process, but ultimately decided that I will vote against considering motions to subpoena. So let's talk a little bit about who they wanted to subpoena in the first place. And again, that is the death nail for the Senate trial. That means Donald Trump will be acquitted. And of course, the Democrats just gave him his 2020 campaign. That is why I believe it was a wrong strategy. Nancy Pelosi should have held her ground, but she succumbed to the pressures that be. When it comes to the witness that they wanted to call the most, John Bolton. John Bolton. This drives me completely insane. As of two weeks ago, John Bolton was seen as a neocon war hawk, someone who orchestrated the worst atrocity when it comes to U.S. foreign policy since Vietnam. Orchestrated the Iraq War. Uh, he is someone who hasn't seen a country he doesn't want to bomb. This man is a maniac with a mustache, <laughs> and the audacity of the left to try to embrace him as a sage, as someone who is He's a truth teller, our
1: champion. He's our champion. Yeah.
0: It's the same thing they've done with Bill Kristol. It's the same thing they've done with a lot of neocons that I absolutely despise. Simply because they don't like Donald Trump doesn't mean that they're good. John Bolton is a nefarious, dangerous liar. And if they were going to make him the cornerstone of their campaign or of their uh, of the prosecution, if they were going to make him a cornerstone of the prosecution against Donald Trump, it would have been useless, it would make what Trump did seem even more reasonable in the eyes of his supporters because John Bolton is on record saying that the meeting with Zelensky of Ukraine was cordial, wonderful, and they're setting up a future meeting. So for John Bolton to be the cornerstone, to be the man who is going to bring down this presidency, the democrats they relied on they relied on the wrong guy and anytime we know that this happens in this country it's a sad state of affairs in politics in this country people are selling books they want that money the only way that john bolton got any press for his book was because of the excerpt that says he felt donald trump committed high crimes and misdemeanors when speaking with Zelensky, despite the fact that he said in an interview none of that so my personal opinion is john bolton just like every other person in the entertainment industry wants to sell a book had to hide had to find a hook that was the hook whether it be true or not it doesn't make him a good candidate to be a witness in the impeachment tr- trial of trump
1: and it's wild now because he didn't get called to be a witness now his book is just like he was it's I, just out there he's it, probably buying copies of his own book to make it seem like they're flying off the shelves but in uh you know on the other side of this um Trump's team has made some pretty i mean their defense was pretty nutty um Dershowitz uh asserted that a president can do literally virtually anything mm-hmm. that was one of the defenses was dershowitz saying. If Trump thinks getting reelected is important for the country, then Trump should be able to do anything within his power to get reelected, and that should not be an impeachable offense. Uh, They also said that uh, one of the arguments was, uh, actually, Biden is the one who should be impeached. Uh, White House Deputy Counsel uh, Pat Philbin eagerly seized on a a question from a group of Republican senators asking if baseless allegations against Joe Biden and his son Hunter should be worthy of impeachment. Right. Despite the fact that there is no evidence that the elder Biden abused his power to protect his son and the company on whose board he set. Philbin saw the hypothetical through. He said one could one could put together fairly easily from the known facts. The suggestion that there was a family financial benefit coming from the end of that investigation because it protected the position of the younger Biden on the board. So basically, Biden should be impeached uh, as opposed to Trump. Um, well,
0: yeah, obviously impeach Biden. Let's start that right now before he potentially even takes office. When it comes to what happened with his son, who I'm blanking on his name, Hunter, now, Hunter Biden. This is not surprising to anyone out there who comes from the middle class like Travis and I. The wealthy people get put in situations where they can make more money. If you think that Hunter Biden didn't use his last name to get on this board in Ukraine, You would be sorely mistaken. It's the same way that every single child of a senator has an easier road ahead of them. You think that Chris Cuomo got on television by just being so charming and unbelievable at his job because he's neither of those things? No, he got on television because he's the son of a governor and the brother of another governor. So it is not out of the realm of reality to assume that Hunter Biden got this position because he's a Biden.
1: Right. Uh, it's, but now, does that make what happened illegal? That's a whole nother question, which I don't believe it does. Does it have any bearing on the Senate impeachment trial of Donald Trump?
0: No, this is the whataboutism that uh, they're he, so good at playing.
1: Yeah. Well, that was the thing. I think if Bolton was called to be a witness, uh, they would have subpoenaed Hunter Biden as well. Absolutely. Which would have been which would have made everything seem even more absurd and surreal.
0: Well, and of course, Hunter Biden, he's got to send some money to that baby mama of his. Take he's, care of the kid. I think he's kid. doing it.
1: I think I saw in he's doing it. He's all he's right. paying back. He's paying of it. Of course, back.
0: for those that haven't listened, he uh it was a stripper uh who got pregnant, which you know, you gotta take care of the kid. Nothing wrong with the ladies who are working. Um, all right. So one of the things that was being discussed that is a little bit more serious that that Travis brought up regarding Alan Dershowitz's expansion of presidential powers, whether it be an expansion or maintaining what is an expanded version of presidential powers that took place in 2002. This is what we're talking about here when it comes to a president's ability to go to war, which is basically what Alan Dershowitz In another world, if he was arguing if Trump wanted to go to war and and the House wanted to impeach him for going to war because they thought it was for personal gain, something like this, he would make the exact same argument that a president has that constitutional right. So why would he be able to make that argument? Because in 2002, Congress, obviously on the heels of 9-11, this would have been a good time, Travis, for a leader to stand up in Congress, but everyone kowtowed to the Bush administration for the fear of the attack ads that they're anti-American. 2002, October, Congress enacted the authorization of U.S. military force against Iraq. This authorized President George W. Bush to use force as necessary to defend the United States. This is also uh, what was used for uh, Barack Obama to say it was legal for him to go into Syria. And this is also what Donald Trump said is the reasoning behind why it's legal for him to kill Soleimani. I do not believe the president of the United States should have unchecked war powers. That is not historically the situation and again 9/11 was a very special case. They should have put a timeline if you were going to if you were going to pass the Patriot Act It should have had a timeline and said, okay, after five years, I'm sorry, this is gone. It never should have been passed in the first place, which is why we have the NSA. We have these massive spying programs, why our freedoms are being taken away on a regular basis. Not to sound like Alex Jones. That's just a reality. And because of this 2002 authorization, any president going forward can now. Do whatever they want in the name of national security, and in this case, specifically in the Middle East, because it has to have something to do with the Iraq War. So Obama said we can go into Syria because it's it's an extension of the Iraq War. Trump said we can kill Soleimani, we can assassinate anyone in the Middle East we want, because it's going to be seen as an extension of the Iraq War. This is something that the House has started to take up, but we will see if it passes, usually in these situations. It does not because it's very difficult for politicians to cede power. You have Democrats who assume at some point there's going to be a Democratic president, and they don't want to hold that president accountable.
1: Right. And I mean, according to Dershowitz uh, at the Senate, Senate trial, he says if a president does something which he believes will help him get elected in the public interest, that cannot be the kind of quid pro quo that results in impeachment. Perhaps and, killing Soleimani helped. But, and now now that this is sort of entered into public record and Trump will, Trump will be acquitted for all of this stuff, it sort of does broaden the presidential powers even more. Absolutely. Because it, it, it says this is actually fine. This yep. is actually fine. And now we have proof that it's fine.
0: So many people are like, this sets a horrible precedent. I've heard that on the left and the right. And you know what? They're both correct. Just because you have a majority in the house does not mean that you should push for impeachment simply because you dislike someone. And just because you're the president of the United States should not give you the power to do whatever deal you want because it benefits you personally. You need to be only doing the business of the country. But now both of those things have been proven to be precedents so now we have a future president in 10 years five years six years whatever it might be that is going to say either uh i have the ability to do this donald trump was acquitted or uh this whatever if they are being truly impeached uh they can go and they can say this is nothing but a partisan hack job and it weakens the tool it weakens the the weapon of impeachment in my mind to a degree that makes it nothing more than political gamesmanship. And when the next president does something horrible and you hear the word impeachment in people's minds, they're going to think of this situation and they're not going to take it seriously. And I just think
1: it's extremely unfortunate. I mean, yeah. And and according to, at the end of the day, most, it seems like most Republicans are like, yeah, he did it, but Who who cares? Literally Rubio, Mark Rubio says, uh, Just because actions meet a standard of impeachment does not mean it's in the best interest for the country to remove a president like he did it, but we don't want to do that thing, man. Right. Uh, And, you know, Lamar Alexander said the same thing. He was one of the uh, he was one of the no's, obviously. Now, Lamar Alexander, he is someone who has pushed back a little bit against the GOP establishment, although he is
0: very close friends with Mitch McConnell. This is his last term. He's not running for reelection. I think he and mitch got together over a couple of glasses of warm milk and mitch is just like can you please just just do this for me one time and he's like all right fine mitch um also do you want my milk because i think this is disgusting and then of course mitch said thank you and he swallowed it whole in one sip so yes lamar alexander Going along with the establishment, with the GOP establishment, fifty-one forty-nine. there will be no witnesses in the impeachment hearing of Donald Trump, which I completely agree with anyone who says that this is a sham trial on both the left and the right, because it was, it was the illusion of governance, the illusion of justice. And the American people were smart enough to know this entire thing was already scripted. It was written, uh, the number, the, 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 we knew the number, we knew the score. We knew Donald Trump was not going to be impeached, and now, as a matter of fact, Donald Trump can, can tweet the word acquitted to his minions and to his masses, and they've just given him well, his entire 2020 campaign.
1: And now we're in the—I mean, honestly, it's the worst of both worlds because— It really is. Because the Senate trial has not concluded. It's still going on. It's just sort of wrapping up deliberations, which will take— Days, apparently. And the Iowa caucus is on Monday. Monday. Uh, and so now we have this thing where Trump is Trump is acquitted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also some of the candidates, uh, potential candidates for president are stuck there yep. instead of uh, actually uh, campaigning and in, you know, in Iowa.
0: These people, you know, Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders, they're so old, you can stick them to a seat with just double sided scotch tape. They're not going <laughs> to get up for a month. They're like yeah. flies. These people So Travis is completely right. This impeachment trial will most likely extend to the weekend uh, or post weekend, rather, uh, despite the fact that a lot of people want it done before the Monday Iowa caucuses. And of course, Donald Trump also has his State of the Union address. They call it so do on Tuesday. So it most likely will be wrapped up by the time the State of the Union starts. That's kind of what the Republicans want. But even if it's not. Get ready to hear. Oh my. You you think uh what the there's a great professional bowler. It's a great YouTube clip when he strikes. Oh, yeah. You're not the t- I am. You're not I am. And he freaks out. Yes. Get ready to hear a state of the union that is as braggadocious Get. as a professional bowler yeah. screaming at the 10 people in the you, crowd.
1: You will hear Donald Trump uh, use the phrase diet impeachment uh, or or, di- "or impeachment light uh, yep. in the State of the Union address. You will hear those words.
0: Absolutely. So we will see. But
1: speaking of Iowa, uh, I do have some poll numbers.
0: I do want to do one more thing regarding... Um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, this is what she had to say about the polarized impeachment trial. Uh, She says that this is to be blamed on dysfunction and polarization. This is what she had to say. She says, now we've seen the high degree of polarization in recent years. She goes on to say, yes, that's true. My hope is that someday there will be patriots on both sides of the aisle who are determined to stop the dysfunction we are now experiencing and will decide that their institutional government should work for the benefit of all the people. So you get a feeling that Ruth Bader Ginsburg, of course, being very smart when it comes to the inner workings of government, you get the feeling that she is just upset with the entire thing. It's almost like a parent who's walks in and both of their kids are fighting. One kid might have a bloody nose, but you're just pissed at both of them. No matter who started what you're just like, shut up. I don't care who started it. Stop. Stop. That seems to be where Mer- and Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, is coming from here.
1: Senator Murkowski tweeted out her basically a long apology for being such a shithead. She, uh, yeah, she, it was she, very and, weird, and it was like Congress has failed. But I mean, she, you know, including herself in that, they, they, they failed.
0: I and I firmly believe, and this is you know maybe put some tinfoil on my head, make it a hat. I don't know, but I do believe. There was a purposeful effort to get specifically Bernie Sanders off the campaign trail. To a lesser degree, Elizabeth Warren. Why else would Nancy Pelosi hold the amendment, hold the articles rather? Why would she hold them for a month? If you gotta get this guy out of there overnight, why would you hold on to it for a month? Is it a coincidence that we have the caucuses on Monday? Yeah. Judging from what happened in 2016, and you know me, I'm not a huge Bernie bro or anything like that. I'm like, y-
1: you know, I'm. A- I was gonna nominate you for Hot Boys for Bernie, <laughs>
0: <bro>. <laughs> You know, if you nominate me for that, then I'm, I, I I will a- be a hot. I've been sober for 30 or or dry
1: for 31 days. I've lost eight pounds. I think you're so. ready. I think you're ready for the Hot Boys for Bernie hashtag. You know,
0: I might be. I might be. Uh, so. Why did they hold off on the articles? Uh, I firmly believe it is because they wanted to make sure that it was just their
1: boys, perhaps Bloomberg
0: and Biden, out there campaigning.
1: I was ambivalent about the conspiracy theory thing, but now that... Like I guess an hour ago, the news broke that the DNC changed the laws or changed the rules for the debate mm-hmm. uh, qualifications. I actually am fully tinfoil hatted right now about all of this. Hey man, you look at the polling
0: stations they closed in 2016 for the Democratic primary. The fact that superdelegates voted before a vote even happened for Hillary Clinton. You look at the way that they thrashed and trashed Bernie Sanders, what they're trying to do now to Bernie Sanders, Hillary Clinton blaming Bernie bros, despite the fact that it's mostly Bernie ladies out there that uh, that support him. He has a huge and they want to call him racist because there's not a lot of black people in his state, which has nothing to do with him. It's freezing cold. No one wants to be there.
1: So the slandy, the slandering campaign is already in it's, full. it's before even the cock the Iowa caucus which i you know knock on wood i think sanders will m- maybe win but uh the media opposition to sanders is it's it's so dumb it's like one palpable. of the one of the big one of the big articles that came out was that uh sanders was anti vietnam <laughs> Anti-Vietnam and the like, war of the country. That's right. The, no, the the U.S. the U.S. war in in Vietnam. That's good. Yeah, no, I know. But that is one of the Oppo like uh, uh, articles that they're trying to hit him with. It was like uh, Ber- Bernie Sanders did not support the U.S. in Vietnam Really? War. Oh my God! Yes. The worst war in U.S. history. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> wow! You know who else didn't support it? Every single parent of every single child that had to go to Vietnam, and every single person that was sent there. That is what pisses me off the most is people will just watch these uh, or read this media, watch the media and say, oh, my God, that must be wrong. Uh, Look at this person who hates Donald Trump for whatever reason. They got the same jackass who supported John McCain and ran his campaign when he chose Sarah Palin in 2008. He's out there talking all this trash. I'm like. Just because we don't like the same person does not mean that you're right. In this case, I always try to keep a main focus on that. And Travis has some polling data coming up when it comes to Iowa. But just to sort of piggyback on what we were talking about with Michael Bloomberg, as Travis alluded, uh, Michael Bloomberg, because of the DNC, uh, they have revised their criteria to participate in the debates. These debates will be held. In New Hampshire, uh, doubling the polling threshold and eliminating the individual donor requirements. So, what have they done? They doubled the polling. Measurement. So now you have to have higher uh, than six percent. As a matter of fact, you need to be at twelve percent in at least two polls. Uh, California, you will need to earn at least ten percent in four polls, and those must be released by January fifth or from January fifteenth to February eighteenth. But what did they eliminate? So the polling data is up. What did they eliminate? The individual donor requirement. If you didn't think that this was a power grab to get Bloomberg on stage, think again, there is a reason that they made sure you no longer need individual donors to be on the debate stage. It's undemocratic. It looks horrible once again for the DNC. And because of that will be graced yeah. with the presence of the man who doesn't know how to pet a dog yes. Michael Bloomberg. But
1: because up until now Michael Bloomberg has merely been sort of a thought virus. Yes. You you uh, a passing car on the street you hear Bloomberg 2020 ads, uh, Instagram ads well, Bloomberg 2020. He, he has a big Super Bowl ad he's planning. Maybe that'll star cats. Jesus. But uh I this is this is like a coup to get bloomberg to be the nominee it's it's absolutely insane to me to see that article pop up today in light of the the extension of the senate trial and uh in the iowa caucus being on monday it's such a it's all triangulating to basically take bernie out you make a, you, i think that you're onto something i think
0: that and i think that's true and well and travis has pointed out he believes that bloomberg is biden 2.0 perhaps that is the case maybe the dnc looks at bloomberg and says we this is our second go-to guy. They're definitely making arrangements maybe, to see him. Yeah, more. I
1: think maybe the writing is on the wall for Biden a little bit as far as the DNC is concerned. Yes, so and the they're writing, really they're really um, you know putting an insurance plan here into effect.
0: And the and the writing just says red rum, yes. red rum, because of malarkey, the, malarkey. Malarkey, because of course he did condone murder when it came to his vote. Uh, for the Iraq war, still a vote that he has now apologized for, but tell that to all the people who have lost limbs and lives and, of course, a fortune that we have spent over there. So this is according to Adrienne Watson. She is a DNC spokeswoman. She says uh, this is again about Bloomberg being able to come into the debates because they no longer take into account how much money you've raised from individual donors. This is what she had to say. Now that the grassroots support is actually captured in real voting, the criteria will no longer require a donor threshold. She goes on to say, The donor threshold was appropriate for the opening stages of the race when candidates were building their organizations and there were no metrics available outside of polling to distinguish those making progress from those who weren't. So she came up with a convoluted reason as to why donations no longer matter. It is a total lie. I hate to break it to you but these campaigns, they're long, and they are going to continue to need your donations. If you're on the if you're on the Andrew Yang email list, you will know that they continue to need donations. So this whole line, oh, that the voting has started, they're good on money. ...is one of the biggest lies that the DNC has told, and they have told some whoppers. Absolutely.
1: This is like the fucking DNC debate version of Citizens United, where it's like... Because mm-hmm. Bloomberg is not a... He's a he's a corporation slash person. I mean, he is... Corporations he, are people, co- my but, friend. But he is basically... I mean, he's he a is. freaking corporation. He's uh, a
0: news channel. He is a media company.
1: So, in, so this sort of... Not to Allowance. mention, we,
0: we, you know, the left talks all the time about how Donald Trump has, you know, Mar-a-Lago is up in sales. Uh, he's got some hotels. Uh, he wants to. He wants to have, uh, you know, a G7 or something over at one of his resorts. If Bloomberg was president, do you know how much money his media camp, his media company would be making? Where would be the where would be the same outrage? Because I agree with that outrage. By the way, I don't want my president making bank as president. I want them to be doing the will of the people, oh, but,
1: taking their paycheck. But by the way, say say Bloomberg becomes <laughs> becomes the the Democratic candidate, right? Like becomes the guy. Can you imagine the the electoral map like on election day? It it would be two blips of blue on the coast and then an entire sea of red in between
0: that's very possible it's very possible um, this is according to Bloomberg's campaign manager Kevin Sheiki. He had to say this. He said, we are thrilled that voters could soon have the chance to see Mike Bloomberg on the debate stage, hear his vision for the country and see why he is the strongest candidate to defeat Donald Trump and bring our country together. Yeah. So obviously the campaign is very happy with this information. Dare I channel my inner Marcus Parks? Quibono, look who benefits. And of course, it is Bloomberg. Uh, this is according to Erin Hill, the executive director of Act Blue. Uh, she is arguing that a donor threshold in the early stages of the primary was valuable. This is what she had to say. I think it was really important for campaigns, but also for donors, for getting people active early on and making sure they were involved earlier in the process uh, than in previous elections. It made sure all sorts of candidates were building grassroots programs. And of course, not everyone is thrilled that Bloomberg uh, hit the 10%. Uh, Those people specifically are Jeff Weaver, a senior advisor to Bernie Sanders. Uh, He's constantly on television. You've probably seen him around. This is what he had to say. To now change the rules in the middle of the game to accommodate Mike Bloomberg, who is trying to buy his way into the Democratic nomination, is... Wrong, And I would have to agree with Weaver on that. You can't just do that. The DNC is so bad at cheating. They do it. So on its face where you're like, oh, that's that's obviously to help a candidate and hurt another one. The RNC, the Republicans, conservatives, they've been playing the long game by redistricting, gerrymandering, slowly taking over every single uh, state house. In the country under Obama, again they got a thousand seats in state houses all across the country. That is a slow, boring, monotonous
1: process. Yes, the DNC can't even cheat as they try to so badly. And then yeah, so we'll we'll maybe see um, a man who spends four hundred million dollars to be on a debate stage with Bernie Sanders, at which point he can be asked about his stop-and-frisk policies, yeah, no. and, and soda tax. No, I, I
0: definitely want to hear about how a man who spent $400 million on his own personal campaign to be president wants to help poor people. Yes, uh, Maybe you don't run for president. Maybe you could have started...
1: God knows how many charities Literally with $400 million. Literally fix dollars. the water in Flint. You could do that. How about for... do that? You li- and then run for president. M- because sure. then you'd be the guy who solved the, the Flint water crisis. You can
0: call it Bloomberg's water. You can call it whatever the hell you want to call it. Get the lead out of the schools. You can do anything you want that's good and put your name all over at Bloomberg. But please do that before you think you're worthy of being the leader of this country. Because at this point, my feeling is... You're buying it, taking the lazy way out because you come from so much privilege because of all of the money that you earned. Now, granted, I don't think that Michael Bloomberg grew up with a lot of money, but as we heard with Uber, I told you the Uber story, right, where Uber wanted to come into New York City. Bloomberg says, no, you can't come into New York City. We got these taxis. Bloomberg had millions of dollars invested, uh, $300 million invested in taxis. And Uber was like, well, what if we start talking about how much personal finances you have tied into the taxi union uh, and try to blow that up for you? He's like, all right, I'll invest in Uber and then you guys can come in. So that's what he does. This man treats human beings as uh, nothing more than people who are incapable of taking care of themselves, which is why he has his fat taxes, his soda bans. You name it from a libertarian, from a social libertarian perspective, he's wrong on every single thing. And economically, if you are going to run on the economy, well, Donald Trump probably has that locked up uh, because if we look at the numbers, the stock market you, is doing very well.
1: Do you remember in 2016, uh, Bloomberg threatened to jump into the race because of Bernie Sanders as well? Bernie Sanders has
0: a lot of people in the establishment scared, which kind of gets me excited it's for It's so him. awesome.
1: It's so good. But this is this is this was about to play out again in 2016 before Hillary became the candidate became the nominee yep. uh he was gonna do it before and now he is threat he i mean he now he's fully engaging in operation uh swat down bernie
0: swat down bernie and uh indeed so let's talk a little bit here let's move well i have the poll numbers oh here. yeah let's yeah. let's do the poll numbers uh, that'll be great so, so what's uh, happening in
1: iowa yeah so iowa caucus is uh monday and uh sanders is sitting pretty is at, he? At 24%. Woo, that is a, that's a pretty gal right that's there. That's pretty gal. And then Biden is 20. Buttigieg is 16. Warren, 15. hmm Klobuchar, 10. And Yang, number four. What's Bloomberg on that? Bloomberg is actually not on this. Uh, he's it, Apparently, he's not... Uh, he
0: may not have been in the race by the time not... that poll was taken. That's very possible.
1: Oh, he's like... One percent. So I guess maybe yeah, he's not. He was not okay. involved in the. Polling. And again,
0: by all other metrics, he should not be on the debate stage.
1: Yeah. Andrew Yang definitely
0: should be. By the way, I'm. I love Andrew Yang. If you haven't heard our interview with him. He's great. I want him to be the governor of New York state, the mayor of New York city. Perhaps I love Andrew Yang and I want him to be in charge of small businesses. I want him to be in charge of what's going on when it comes to the AI, what we're what's happening with the movement to AI, what's happening with the movement towards automation. I think he is a great bridge for a group of people who see their jobs going away. He's explaining what the hell is happening and attempting to curb the negative things and help us brace for the things that are inevitable. I love Andrew Yang. He should be on that debate stage far, far more worthy than Michael Bloomberg as he's been campaigning very well for about 10 months now.
1: Yeah, Bloomberg uh, nationally has 8%.
0: Wow, what a guy. Which
1: all he had to do was throw money. You can throw money at this election and you get 8% without ever setting foot on a debate stage. And of course one of those 8% Dr. Oz so it's Doctor only the Oz. honest people they, it's only honest please people. please give me the coronavirus antivirus Dr. Oz
0: by the way I put that on I put a picture of him on Instagram and people were like you're better than this kids <laughs> Why? I'm like I just took a picture with Dr. Oz for crying out loud I'm not getting an enema from the guy all right let's move on before we talk Do we want to, like, I'm going to throw this out to Travis. Mm -hmm. Do you want to talk about Donald Trump's uh, restrictions on travel from Nigeria, Myanmar, Eritrea, Eritrea, Eritrea. Kyrgyzstan, and Sudan, and Tanzania? I guess we just did that. Uh, The new trade deal with Canada and Mexico, or do you want to talk about Elizabeth Warren's plan to combat misinformation? Let's do that one. All right. So Elizabeth Warren, she's out here. She's Doug Flutie. She's down. She needs to throw a Hail Mary. She tried to call Bernie Sanders a sexist. That was a pass that went incomplete. Uh, she has tried many ways to separate herself by saying, I'm a capitalist, um, but I embrace Medicare for all certain things that other people might uh, say isn't necessarily in line with pure capitalism. What's the most recent Hail Mary? Trying to do away with, air quotes, lies on social media. How you do that, who defines that, this is where it becomes extremely sticky. So what she wants to do, as I mentioned earlier, as I mentioned earlier, is expand Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act. Uh, So basically, uh, what it is now. So right now, the world that we live in, why isn't Facebook held accountable? Why isn't Twitter held accountable? A whole series of other platforms that allow misinformation. To spread like a virus, because that's exactly what these things are. They're earworms. They spread like a virus, and they cause uh, the society to be as dumb as our current society is. What she wants to do is hold the people that say something nefarious or say something wrong on social media, she wants to hold them accountable criminally. Not just that, she would also like to hold... The head of Facebook, what's his name, John or Jack or Jack, I think it is. The
1: head of Facebook? Or the head of Twitter, uh, Twitter is Jack. Twitter is Jack. Jack, yeah, Jack
0: yeah, yeah. Prola something. And, of course, Mark Zuckerberg, the head of Facebook. She also now, with this legislation, wants to hold them accountable for any lies that are on their platforms. Of course, this is a physical impossibility for them to do that. A.I. isn't up to snuff to figure out what truth is. That's not what their role is and probably never will be when it comes to A.I. It's subjective. It's it's especially in the political world. You can you can disagree. You can look at, you know, something. It's like the dress. Remember that old dress? It was like gold. Is it blue or gold? That's a politics meme in in a in in a dress form. Right. So this is the legislation that she wants to pass that she says she's going to put forward, it's the same section, Section 230, that was used to pass the dreadful SESTA-FOSTA laws, which has put sex workers at risk because they can no longer communicate on the platforms that they were communicating. She wants to uh, continue down this road of expanding Section 230, which, in my personal opinion, and I believe it's the right one because it's mine, would totally infringe on our First Amendment rights. This is completely unconstitutional. I think SESTA-FOSTA is also unconstitutional. Elizabeth Warren voted for SESTA-FOSTA, of course, Kamala Harris being the the main spokeswoman for the bill, for the legislation, under the guise of ending human trafficking. But as always, who could ever be against human trafficking? How could you ever vote against SESTA-FOSTA? Because that's not actually what it does. Again, it doesn't allow sex workers to communicate with one another, so you can't be like, hey, Don't hang out with this dude. This man's a bad dude. Uh, Because, of course, when we live in a society that forces certain markets underground, you're going to have people who have to communicate in ways that aren't mainstream. That's why we need to legalize sex work, Uh, just like they have in Australia, which is a wonderful, wonderful land down under.
1: Now, does this mean uh, I could get arrested for calling myself a hot boy for Bernie? because it might a lot of people think you're sub- a hot boy well, though it's
0: subjective now i don't think you're a hot boy but my friend she
1: says you're a hot boy so yes it's, by my mind that's a lie it's a lie so i might get arrested for claiming that i'm a hot boy for bernie
0: so the two prongs of elizabeth warren's proposed plan again she has a plan for that which i think is great uh, but of course it matters what that plan Contains This is number one. She says anyone who knowingly disseminates false information about when and how to vote in U.S. elections. That's an example. Right now. What how do you know if someone knowingly did something or if someone simply doesn't know the truth? I, for example, thought the Iowa caucuses was on Tuesday. Uh, I I thought I thought all of our I thought all of our primaries were on Tuesday. I just assumed the Iowa caucus was Tuesday. It's Monday. I didn't know that. I completely biffed on that. And if I would say that it would be technically against this legislation. And and then, of course, the second prong is, as we mentioned, penalizing the platforms themselves, Facebook and Twitter and so on.
1: Can you imagine, though, like uh, if something sort of more draconian went into effect under (laughs) under a Trump administration imagine trump gets elected again sort sort of a more draconian internet censorship law goes into effect and then you have the Trump administration deciding this is the problem (laughs) deciding what is what is truth and what is not truth we would be we would be living in a fucking hologram at that point absolutely that is why you can never cede government
0: control to first amendment issues you just simply cannot regardless if you love the person in office they ain't gonna be there long you always have to assume you always have to think Think. What if I was on the other end of this? And that goes to the impeachment thing, too. What if it was a Democrat who had a Republican House they wanted to impeach? You have to think about what if I was not emotionally invested with one team or the other? How would
1: I feel about this? That is a great point. However, things do need to be done with, with Internet mistruths because Facebook is rolling out a part of the website called Facebook News. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the people... Behind that, the Facebook News team, which has not fully been revealed and fully rolled out to the public, but will be by the time the election is fully in uh, in gear. Um, the, the people behind the Facebook News team are um, Campbell Brown, who, let's see, for, before joining Facebook... Brown launched her own news site, The 74, with funding from Trump Education Secretary Betsy DeVos. Oh, God. Uh, In a a column shortly after Trump nominated DeVos, Brown praised DeVos as tenacious tenacious in defending the best interests of children rather than interest groups and their political patrons. Um, So that's one person. Another person that is on the Facebook news team is Jennifer Williams, an executive producer for Fox News. Uh, She'll be heading video strategy for Facebook News. And uh yeah so i mean there is about there's about to be a lot of mistruth being sort of pumped into your right. facebook news feed um, Going it, back to Dr. Ross, who is behind the curtain? You have to know who is
0: aggregating the data. It's not necessarily outright lies. There's also a lot of lies by omission. And the way you f- want to frame things, specifically in the political world, you also, can frame anything the way you want it to come out.
1: I also just want to add that uh, Facebook says that any publication included in the news tab must meet its integrity standards. <laughs> Uh, But Facebook, the Facebook news team elected to include Breitbart, uh, the noxious right wing site that was caught laundering white nationalist talking points among the 200 quality (laughs) sources included in the launch.
0: So the question is, because, you know, you've been listening to this show, you know, I do not like these social media platforms. I think they are a key component to the rise of depression and suicide in our country and in the world as a whole. The answer is never going to be the government telling us what a lie is because the government lies ad nauseum to the point where it becomes truth. You know, like the Iraq war. So that is not the answer. The answer is us. The answer is we the people. Get off of it. As soon as the data, which is what they which is the cornerstone which is the foundation of all of their wealth as soon as they don't have the data, and where are the data, they collapse. Get off of Facebook. Get off of Twitter. Now, granted, I'm being a little bit hypocritical. I still have a Twitter that I search. I don't have the app. But if you don't need it, get off of it. Unfortunately, I'm in a profession well, where Instagram and Twitter are mandatory.
1: And then also we need politicians who actually know what level of technology we're at. Good because, luck. Because there are people, these old Politicians are so far behind on what exactly is happening. Andrew Yang is the only politician <laughs> the only running that understands any of this. Maybe Buttigieg. But luckily, I mean, even in uh, New York State, one of the uh, one of our senators has just uh, voted to ban um, facial recognition technology. That's good. Uh, that law enforcement was proposing to use. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just need people who know what is going on because technology is 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 uh, ramping up so quickly. Well,
0: I guarantee you before they ban facial recognition, they will be Vanny banning vapes, uh, which has helped
1: countless people, millions of people, Get
0: off of quitting cigarettes. I also understand when you're a teenager, don't start vaping. No no need to give yourself a nicotine addiction. However, uh, banning vapes is absolutely not the answer. So Joe Biden, once again, on the wrong side here, uh, says that he wants Section 230 revoked because this is what Section 230 does. Uh, This is according to... Section 230, they say uh, providers and users of, quote, an interactive computer service won't be treated as the publisher of any information provided by another information content provider. Again, basically, you post something stupid on Facebook, can Mark Zuckerberg be held accountable for what you said? I don't believe that that can be something criminalized. I think it needs to be something the market can figure out. We are the market. Don't go on Facebook. You're getting a bunch of lies. They will pick they will pay notice, and as soon as you take away their power, which is you, they will change Unf- their policy. But unfortunately, I mean But what are they gonna do? I mean, they hire twenty thousand new people. Facebook is never going to be able to find all the lies. No, but no they way.
1: they seem to be leaning into the fact that they don't care about uh
0: my filtering that stuff. My prediction is Facebook will become at some point. A platform that aggregates towards conservatives and Twitter will be a platform that aggregates towards liberals and neither of them will be right. Neither of them will be wholly true. And people are just going to create a different platform that will supposedly be unbiased. That is where I am thinking these companies are going to go because it's better for branding. It's better for recognition and it's better to seal up a guaranteed audience. That is just my prediction.
1: Well, I think Facebook is already an ag- aggregator of conservative content, but I, I think uh, well, but uh, but it's also there's a lot of liberals on Facebook as well. I don't know. As I just stated, I, the Facebook news team is mostly conservative voices. Well, that's
0: the Facebook news team. I'm talking about the the people who post on Facebook. Sure, but I, all walks of life.
1: But as far as like telling people to leave Facebook, is a lost I mean, it's a lost cause because it's essentially a I did it. You did it,
0: yeah. And I actually it was dangerous for me to do it because we have all of our groups on, uh, not our groups. God knows, um, there's a lot of crazy stuff
1: on there. But again, yes, I have to have Instagram and Twitter. F- but Facebook has become like a utility. It's not. It's not a. It's not a, a Neopets website anymore. You know, it's not like some novelty thing. Mm. It's become a utility. It's become like uh, a Gmail. It's. It's no longer something that. Some people feel like they can walk away from. Although we have, because we're, I don't know if that's I, I, really. I really case. do. I, th- I mean, for a certain strata of of people, most of those people
0: only know eight people. Most people in this country know about fifteen people.
1: Everything is relatively close. No, look, to I, I think Facebook is a fucking cesspool. But I, I, I also think that hmm. you you need to fucking take Mark Zuckerberg by his his oh, sweet yeah. baby Ray face. <laughs> and 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 say hey look you need to you need to regulate this better and you need to treat your employees uh, who do regulate content better i
0: don't know what they're going to do that's the hard they're trying they hired the 20,000 people when he testified yeah. in front of congress I don't know what they do. AI isn't smart enough to figure out truth or lie. You know, we have people out there. Is it illegal to be a flat earther? You're stupid, but are you? Is it criminal? No, you can post there there anything you some, want.
1: There is something about the Facebook platform that just like rips the brain apart. You people post some of the wildest stuff oh
0: my God. on Facebook. Well, you want to see people do horrible things on social media, look no further than what happened with Kobe Bryant. There were a lot of people who lost their jobs uh, because of allegedly what happened when he was 18 years old. I'm not even going to go down that rabbit hole because I was not uh, privy to a lot of information there. A lot of people making a lot of assumptions, putting it out there, trying to be first. Well, you know what? You're last because also, you've just been fired. Also,
1: like uh, last little- year I think there was like 14 million cases of child pornography on the internet and a huge chunk of it was conducted on uh facebook so i mean they they have legal forms a huge uh responsibility and they do and unfortunately
0: as we saw with dr frankenstein the monster (laughs) is out the monster is out and it's running amok and it's killing our kids (laughs) yes as we've seen with Dr. Frankenstein. Dr. Frank, Frankenstein's monster. It's not Frankenstein is not the monster. That's Dr. Frankenstein. That's the nerdiest thing that I do. Yeah. If anyone calls Frankenstein the monster frankenstein i'm like yeah it's dr frankenstein's master that's me peak nerd all right lastly here or almost lastly let's just talk about the trump administration i don't understand why this travel ban happened other than throwing red beat red meat to the base that wants isolationism and doesn't want brown people coming to our country i rarely pull the race card but i don't see any other reason why these countries were chosen The travel ban, of course, the controversial Muslim ban. Why was it called that? Because Donald Trump called it that. That makes it unconstitutional. Nonetheless, the Supreme Court, being conservative, said, eh, let it go. It's just a travel ban. No biggie. That has now been expanded to include Nigeria, Myanmar, Eritrea, Kyrgyzstan, Sudan, and Tanzania. Tanzania, because, again, you see all those... Those crazy terrorists coming from Tanzania. A DHS official said this, because we have higher confidence that these six countries will be able to make improvements in their system in a reasonable period of time, we do not feel it would be proportionate to impose restrictions on all immigrant and non-immigrant visa. The official cited national security concerns as the reason for the restrictions on these six countries. President Trump was expected to sign the proclamation approving the restrictions, February, uh, this Friday, and they will go into effect February 22nd. Uh, So this is seems like the government is going to be doing this. Uh, This is according to an official. Uh, They say DHS and the Department of State have informed each of the six countries about their specific deficiencies and are actively identifying solutions And this is according to White House Press Secretary Stephanie Grisham. Yeah, they still have a press secretary, despite the fact that they don't do any press conferences. Uh, She says, President Trump's security and travel proclamations have immeasurably improved our national security, substantially raised the global standard for information sharing, and dramatically strengthened the integrity of the United States immigration system. The orders have been a tremendous and vital success. None of that is true. This is according to Representative Sheila Jackson. She is a Democrat out of Texas. She says this current president did not consult leadership in the in Congress on the issue. This is again an abuse of his power and a total disrespect of Congress by failing to provide advanced knowing. Uh, She added, there is no doubt terrorists are roaming through some of those countries, but there were also terrorists in Russia and China, and those countries did not receive travel bans. We must push back with major action. We don't expect to lay down on this. According to Democrat out of Colorado, Joseph Naguz, he says, Uh, He is the son of a Uritrean immigrant. Uh, He says the expansion of the travel ban puts our nation at risk, continuing to say at the end of the day in America, immigrants are integral parts of our communities, and it is entirely un-American to discriminate against people based on where they come from and how they pray. There is a sense of urgency around this issue, and I am willing to take it on. Uh, So we will see what happens. I'm assuming the courts, given the uh, former precedent or the current precedent, rather, of what happened with the initial travel ban, I would assume that they will go along with this. And this is another example of how government can overreach, how the executive branch uh, can overreach under the guise of national security.
1: You want to hear something crazy? i love hearing something crazy <clears throat> uh you know how you can go on the fec website and just look up people's com- campaign contributions every day i do it um so if you t- if you type in michael bloomberg you'll find that he uh he gave three hundred and twenty five thousand dollars to the dnc in november of last year this man is buying the dnc <laughs> and buying his way into the presidency very normal, very All good, right. very good system. Well, just that's
0: that's amazing.
1: <laughs> $325,000.
0: There you go. So put that in your brains behind when we were talking about uh, yeah, Michael yeah. Bloomberg. Late, he's...
1: late to the story. But no, yeah.
0: no, no. This is very interesting. Uh, just back just briefly when it comes to what's going on with this travel ban. This is according to the USA Executive Director of Amnesty International, Margaret Hung. She says one particular country jumps out from the list compiled. As Muslims and other ethnic minorities flee persecution in Myanmar after being subjected to one of the most atrocious crimes after another with devastating results, including mass killings, rapes, and the burning of entire villages, the U.S. makes the unconscionable decision to deny them welcome. Uh, The Americans for Civil Liberties accused Trump of doubling down on his signature anti-Muslim policy. And in this case, I completely agree with that. There's no other reason to ban travel from those countries. And um, Amnesty International makes a great point. A lot of these people are fleeing political uh, murder. They are fleeing being killed by their own governments. And this country should be a safe haven for them we should not close our doors on the most peop- on the people who are most in need um okay just just lastly here this is a big deal uh when it comes to the trump administration this is good news for them there's a new tra- there's a new trade deal with canada mexico and the us uh, this is most likely going to, uh, you know, it's going to increase trade, or at the very least, that's what Trump says. This is what he had to say. He says, this is a cutting-edge, state-of-the-art agreement that protects, defends, and serves the great country, the great people of our country. Uh, there were 70 Republican members of Congress, but no Democratic legislators that uh, that were on the invitation list to goes to the signing evidently those are big nerd fests uh trump said together we are building a glorious future that is raised grown and built and made right here in the glorious usa canada and mexico already represent the top two export markets for us goods but the new pact along with the signing of a phase one agreement with china dials down trade tensions that contributed to slower economic growth globally So Trump made a point, obviously, to praise Republican uh, lawmakers here as the Democrats pushed back against it. This is according to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. What the president will be signing is quite different from what the president sent us. We were able to make vast improvements. If we weren't, we would not have been able to pass the bill. So this has been passed. Uh, It was a bipartisan bill, and it looks as if uh, we have a new trade deal with our neighbors to the south and our neighbors to the north. This is according to Richard Neal, the chairman of the Ways and Means Committee. Uh, He is a Democrat. Uh, This is what he had when it comes to the Democrats' forced changes. This is what he had to say regarding the Democrats' forced changes in Trump's original proposal. He says they voted for it for one reason. It's because of how we shaped and altered the president's proposal. So both sides wanting to take credit for the new trade deal going forward. I don't see this going away anytime soon. We have a new trade deal, and this is something that Donald Trump will be touting. And uh, as he goes forward in 2020, again the campaign has been basically been written for him. So it's really going to be an it's going to be a cult of personality election, and we'll see if this country wants four more years of the buffoon in office. I mean, the economy is doing well, especially if you play the markets, so it is what it is.
1: It's about to get savage, Uh, so go out there and support the the person that you want to be the nominee. The nominee! Really place your bets, because this is so important. Don't bet on it. You're going to
0: lose. It's very dangerous. No, I'm
1: like I'm like uh, Howard in Uncut Gems. Let's fucking bet on this. Let's Dude. bet on this shit.
0: Let's bet on well, this. Well, you're not going to end up very well. So the new agreement, just lastly in the trade deal, uh, the new exe- uh, the new agreement requires lawmakers to get 75% of their production content. Uh, that is up about 13% when it comes to NAFTA from within North America to qualify for the PAC's duty-free benefits. At least 40% of vehicles would also have to arrange originate in places where workers earn at least $16 an hour that would benefit the United States and Canada not Mexico where auto assembly workers are paid a fraction of that amount. So it's good that we can still get uh, you know cheap slave labor, basically. The independent U.S. International Trade Commission last year calculated that the U.S.-Mexico-Canada trade deal would add 0.35%, or $68 billion, to economic growth and generate 176,000 jobs over six years. Not much of a change for a $22 trillion economy with $152 million non-farm jobs. However, uh it is what it is. This is going to play well politically despite the reality. This is according to Mary Lovely, she is a Syracuse University economist. She says it's a blip. The main thing is what it isn't. It isn't a continuation of uncertainty and it isn't a major disruption and of course That is two good things. Those are two good things when it comes to the markets. They hate uncertainty and they hate disruptions. Look at the coronavirus and what's that done and what that has done momentarily uh, to the markets.
1: Take your Bud Light antivirus. Uh, as soon as you can. Hey buddy, I'm going to have a Bud Light tonight at midnight. I cannot wait. And you know, just lastly, let's okay. let's send people off with this bit of news. Um Weinstein accuser says he has no testicles. <laughs> okay, hold on a second.
0: Oh, this is not I don't even know where the Weinstein conversation fits on any of our podcasts. But le- okay, hold on. So there is an accuser of yes. Weinstein. Where are the balls? We've been co- we covered Heaven's Gate. This is we've just
1: finished up our third episode on Heaven's Gate. Where are the balls? Well, so Jessica Mann testified in a Manhattan courtroom Friday that Harvey Weinstein did some bad stuff. And, Obviously. And uh, 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 she claims that Weinstein doesn't have testicles and appears to have a vagina. What the... F- and okay. Uh, she also says that she he appeared to be intersex the first time she saw him naked. And in, in court, uh, Weinstein's head did drop as, as this bombshell was uh, laid out. Um, so yeah, Weinstein. This needs to be
0: the cornerstone of his
1: defense. <laughs> I have had no balls my whole life. <laughs> right, rape with what? My uh, vagina. Uh, with it's... my vagina.
0: Wow. Yeah, maybe that. Well, will... wait, wait, and see him drop trow in front of the jurors. Just be like, see how tiny it is with no nuts. Oh, man, what no, a schmuck. No testicles. What a schmuck. Y- you love to hear it, though. I did. <laughs> You know the news keeps on happening, doesn't it? <laughs> um, all right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Appling Can Stop At the Best Political Show Around. Uh, hopefully, you learned something, felt a little bit, and screamed in your car because that's the entire point of this. Um, okay, everyone, hail yourselves! Please, we-
1: please support my nomination as Ben for Hot Boys for Bernie.
0: Yes, hashtag Ben for... Find
1: my Twitter and then retweet the Hot Boys for Bernie picture that I'm about to post to Ben. Really? Okay, I can't wait. Get this
0: going i cannot wait to be a hot boy for bernie i'll get there one day all right well speaking of plugs we are going exclusive to spotify on valentine's day that's february 14th 2020 so go on over and get your free account and listen to abe lincoln's top at free as always on spotify all right everyone thank you all so much for listening never forget hail yourselves we'll talk to you soon